Hi folks, welcome to episode 11 of the CP Sport and Fitness Podcast. Now, if you're watching this, you'll see we've got a wee bit of a different setup today. Uh, for the first time, we're actually doing it in person rather than sort of over teams, which we usually do. So, a wee bit of a different setup, but I'm sure we'll be fine. If you're watching, you'll see I'm joined by Ewan, a new football coach. How you doing, mate? Good, mate. Looking forward to getting here. Yeah? I know, we'll be all good. So, just a wee bit, I said this to you earlier, but we'll be a wee bit more casual than what we usually uh, usually sort of used to. Uh, we'll have a wee run through of his career uh, and sort of what's bring him, brought him to this point. But for the most part, it'll be pretty casual and uh, we'll just be having a chat. And if we can give you a few tips along the way, then even better. Perfect. All good. So just tell everyone you just a wee bit about background, playing career, yep. football career, school, things like that. So just from a playing, playing side of it, uh, just like any normal young boy, young, young girl, started locally with Troon, started quite, actually quite old compared to I think I was only 8 or 9 when I actually started playing which was compared to all my pals but actually later yeah, no. played with Trun for a few years uh, got noticed by United at the start went there for a season and a half before making the switch to Kelly so played with Kilmarlock when I was 11 or 12 all the way through to I was 20 was so that 11 or 7 when you just turned there? nah so when I first went it was just 7s no, in fact, I think the first <coughs> the first three months were seven aside, and then straight when I signed because I was on trial at start, uh-huh. and when I eventually signed, it was our first year of eleven aside. So uh-huh. it was straight in the elevens, which was I never actually got to experience eleven aside at boys club, which is a thing that annoys me because uh-huh. see like likes yourselves because I was stuff Scottish cups leagues. I never really got that because obviously yeah. pro youth like I mean it is what it is. It's good you play against uh-huh. good teams, but you can I miss playing with your pals and getting that competitive edge because it's not competitive there's no league of it and so I know that's what I picked up when we've had Josh and like uh, Mark Shanklin and stuff on it was like that actual like, competitive aspect of it not it having that's like exactly it's a big loss for the pro youth side of things I think and, and see now like playing now obviously with just local youth I'm like in competitive games I'm like you need to win like you can't just say oh we played well today like it's, but that's just the way brought up training. so obviously played Kamarnock all the way through the youth system and then at 17 was offered a full time contract obviously buzzing you know what I mean uh, great like you're just on top of the world it's what you dream of and then you eventually get the full time deal so signed full time two year apprenticeship uh, before signing another extension so I was full time for three years and then the pandemic the start of the pandemic was when I the contract was up kind of half expected to be let go to be fair so I was released played last year with Brecon City up up Dundee way which was quite far another experience for me I enjoyed it it was in the end the way we wanted to we got relegated but it was kind of my first taste of first team football which was was good and then playing locally with Trun, Trun Juniors which I, I really enjoy a really really good group of boys really good standard football as well so enjoying that obviously was part of went to school together went to Grange I was yeah. from Trun so it wasn't obviously my closest <laughs> school uh, was part of the performance school which was, was brilliant it's where I met so many other pals all the boys which as well as being pals of my own pals with Trun so it was Aye. It's a good balance, man. I enjoyed it and being away from your pals, you sometimes think, oh, I don't know how I'll cope in this environment, different school, different people, but you know what I'm like, I can kind of talk, talk all day, yep. so I, it, it, it suited me and obviously still keep in touch with everyone now, so like, I mean, it was good being, as I say, it was good being part of the academy and I enjoyed that side of it, but at the same time, thinking back, I do kind of wish I did give that wee that feeling of being in competitive football, being in boys club football, expressing yourself a little bit more. Yeah. But it, I mean, it's 50-50 though, mate, because to be fair, one of my biggest regrets was not trying to push myself to get any pro youth to yeah. miss, to, to experience that sort of aspect mm-hmm. of it. So like, obviously you will miss out on it. And of course. I mean, I love that. I'm yeah. a big advocate for pro Definitely. youth, uh, for boys club football. Sorry, 
Aye, it's hard. It's hard at that age, like when a team like come out of comes calling, like it's really hard to say, like no, I, I don't want to, I want to stay at Kassau's and whatever. It's yeah. it's difficult because your eyes light up when they say, "Come oh, on, oh, yeah, Ranger Celtic." So I mean, it is difficult, but in hindsight, when I think back, I, I do wish I just had that another even a season or two. I'm just experiencing that, Aye, which um, yeah, mate. So that was Aye. that's kind of my football career today, and obviously Aye. very new to the, the coaching side of it, and so. Did you always think you were going to go into coaching? Was there always a sort of passion for it? Definitely, mate. So this is what I was saying. So when the pandemic pandemic hit... (laughs) Pandemic? Pandemic. When the pandemic hit, obviously, I got at least a while, it was full-time. So then I kind of went to me, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, obviously, jobs were hard to come by because obviously it was COVID and what have you. So I was like, I kind of panicked. I was like, what would I like? And I was like, I'm really, I'm really interested in the coaching side. Just like even through playing, like always took, took kind of know what the coaches would do, their body language, the way they came across. I was always quite interested in it. So I was yeah. like, ah, I really like coaching. Spoke to my mum and my dad and stuff like that. And they were like, why don't you look at courses, college, uni, that kind of thing. Yeah. Found a good uni course, just applied, and I obviously luckily got in. And this is me going into my second year now, loving it, right. like, absolutely loving it. Obviously got an opportunity with yourselves now, which I'm buzzing about. More coaching for me the better obviously been involved in the last three camps we've had yeah. been a brilliant success like absolutely buzzing off it so it's definitely something that i just want to keep going with you know it's once you right. get your foot in the door you just really want to keep going with it so as much as i miss being full time and it was great at the time i really enjoy what i do now and and the coaching side of it as well so i'm obviously quite new to it all aye to be fair your, your uni course was something i wanted to touch on a bit mm-hmm. more because obviously you were it was the first year you started wasn't it, it yeah the first yeah the first year, year so, started. so like, what what is your course and then what so, sort of involved because I know that if it's something that I was looking at if it was available when I was just leaving school I definitely would have yeah, been up for it definitely. so yeah what uh, is involved in it so as you say it's really unique it's the first this is only the second crop I've just came in there I was obviously the first mm-hmm. uh, so it's like a hybrid course with SFA and Edinburgh Napier Uni so it's like football coaching performance <laughs> and development what it's called and it's hybrid so you have some lectures with SFA tutors, mm-hmm. so that will be doing putting you through your coaching badges. So I've sub so far I've done my children's license, my UFA C license, and currently my UFA B. So they're putting you through your courses as well as the flip side with the Edinburgh Napier. You've got your modules, your uni side, which is obviously like your sports side, your psychology, that kind of side. Right. So it's kind of blending the both the, to become coach, but also to have other doors open such as you know granting maybe sports science or something like that. Right. So have you been sort of tempted by anything else? Obviously you're doing pretty much solely coaching yeah. now, but as a sports science side of things or mate, do anything you, know, do you do sort of like analysis stuff and player ID in that as well? I've been surprised, mate. I generally have like obviously being a player, I'm like ah, <coughs> like oh, sports science, like oh, like you Aye. know like as you say like analysing games, I'm like oh. But actually seeing the flip side of it and actually getting a, a bit more into depth. Do you think that's sort of like understanding it a wee bit yeah, more? Yeah, no, 100%. Aye. 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 It's so been like, lazy. Like, when I, yeah. I was a player, like, come on, like, obviously, <coughs> you know what it's like when a coach tells you, you know, you're doing running, you're doing this, you're, oh, you get the original, but actually Aye. once you do it, you feel good for doing it. Like, well, I, was, I was that kind of, we were, all, we were all like that to be fair, but I was probably a bad culprit for it. You know, kind of not wanting to do certain things, but as you Aye. say, once you actually learn and experience it a little bit more you start Aye. to realise the benefits it actually has yeah so I think I've found that as well like it's almost like maturing in a way is that you understand especially to do with football that you actually understand what goes into it it's not just a case of you know being the most technically gifted and just going and playing there's actually a lot more 100%. to it and when you look at the sort of you know performance analysis and yeah. strength and conditioning side of it and, and all the, that side of it 
there is a lot that goes into it and yeah. it can be tweaked, which oh, yeah, yeah. I'm a bit of a, a geek like that and I quite like looking at that sort of thing. Uh, so like that, like that's what I mean. Like if, if your course was available to me as a, as a path, then it's something I definitely would have been interested in because coming out of school, I ended up going and I was doing, um, or still I'm doing to be fair in my fourth year now, yeah, yeah. Uh, sports coaching and development at UWS and Air, which is, it's a decent enough course, don't get me wrong, but it's very sort of general to do yeah. with coaching and just, and especially it focuses a lot to be fair on sport development so how communities are impacted and stuff and don't get me wrong it's great stuff but like for me my passion especially coming out of school was always football so being able to get was it B license you're on now? yeah B license like, being able to work your way up your pathway and only in the second year as well good. like it's actually it's a, it's a good course and it's something that I wish I had available uh, isn't it? I actually can't speak high enough of it like as I say like, being a footballer being a full time player I'm like, oh, uni, like, oh, it's all right, I play football, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you can uh, turn your nose up with these things. Yeah. And it wasn't until the pandemic actually hit, I'm like, oh no, like, I need uh, to find something rapid. Like, yeah. I don't, like, I've never worked a day in my life. I've never, like, since I left school, I've no looked at a book. Like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, something hits, there's no full-time football anymore. Uh, like, you need, this comes to a realisation, and that was when it, like, kind of switched for me, and I was like, I do need to get stuck in. Uh, and it's stuff, as you say, that, like it's like the psychology stuff the side of that, that I would never ever think about uh, now that I'm doing it I actually understand it and I start to I wish I had that knowledge when I played yeah. I really did wish I had that yeah. knowledge do you think that there should be more done to sort of educate no, about that million because percent. There's, there's obviously stuff like you say like they do sort of introduce you to obviously more pro youth as well to like performance analysis and that side mm-hmm. of things but like you say I think the, it's got a kind of aura around it that it's not that enjoyable and it's just a boring topic but uh, do you think that there could be more done and what do you think could be done to sort of make players have a more open mind going into yeah. it rather than just thinking no, I think there could be so much done to be fair but that it's like when I played and you, you know exactly the same as me like I think the psychology side and the like mental side is huge mentally and emotionally yeah, I, definitely. I think folk don't realise like what the, the toll football can take on you whether that's full time part time playing your pals like, it can take a really big toll yeah, on you like, mentally Absolutely. and I think we've all, we've all probably been through you know years, months whatever of being really unmotivated really underconfident really just feeling like the last thing I want to do is play football like, I was full time I remember I went through a stage where I couldn't motivate myself lost a lot of confidence just like I, I was just wondering whether I wanted to play football anymore that kind of thing. I think more needs to be done to kind of handle those situations. I think they're trying to bring it in a little bit more with professional clubs and stuff. Having right. like uh, people employed to you know you can speak to that kind of thing. Uh, so is, just, uh, like, is it like psychologists as a like therapist? Now yeah, clubs? I think, I think sort of support not systems? when I was there, but I, I do think more clubs are introducing it and stuff like right. that, which I think needed because yeah. so many boys and including myself included like go through those stages and it's hard to come back for it. Like once sometimes when you do we come really motivated and do lose your confidence you know what it's like if the coach sees that and you underperform and that you know you could be out the door and, yeah. it, and it's it's really a shame because some players are going out the game because more to do with their mental side to their actual football and ability yeah. which is a shame yeah no I mean I see it a lot now to be fair like in, in the gym and stuff and you see people that are exactly. you know obviously in football you're going to be more, more technically gifted and stuff but when, when I'm in a gym setting and I see those people are capable individuals and mm-hmm. their technique and their form is fine yeah. but they step into a busy gym and it's like they, they completely they're shot and their confidence is gone so I can imagine that we're almost identical to a player Definitely. especially in a high pressure situation like you know a pro youth club where 
you know, the expectation is they're going to progress and there's that, there is that expectation of actually sort of making it in a way and becoming full-time, getting that contract. So, yeah, I can imagine that, especially if you're, what, like 15, 16, like that'll probably, to me, from the outside looking into the sort of pro-youth world, it'll probably be the hardest, hardest time because it'll be where, like I know a lot of boys as well that I've played with that, Sort of would have matured a lot more at that age and grown as well, so they might have had it harder earlier on where they thought, nah, I've got no chance, exactly. but now they're catching up on exactly. everyone and, and they're maybe getting a wee bit more confidence. And then those that were you know, more confident in their abilities than that before are now actually you know, struggling m- mental health wise. So, yeah, it's, it's like a big sort of a vicious circle of trying to find that the balance, yeah, f- trying to find a balance of where you should actually be because it's you know like I say having a bit of ambition to make it you're going to need that or mm-hmm. you're going to fail but mm-hmm. you can't let it sort of overwhelm you but I definitely see that sort of translated into the gym the big well. thing for me is everyone's different you know and yeah. obviously I was at command for eight, eight seasons or seven seasons so like you go through like obviously you're a young, young man you change all the time yeah, no. from when I was 12 to 20 like you go oh, through folk grow at different ages and all that and it's just Everyone's different, so as you say, there's some players that maybe struggled when they were younger, all of a sudden hit 16, grow a wee bit, you know, become a bit more confident and yeah, just kick on. Like, how many boys do we know? Like Josh, oh, like, for example, yeah. like never played, well, no, sorry, it was that Kelly, got yeah. released, went back to Kisouz. Yeah, confidence, confidence was shot when, at, that, at that age. Exactly. I, saying, like, so I think that was, what, 14, 15? Uh-huh. And then, like, and then so, just kicks on at Kisouz and then all of a sudden yeah. just goes through strength to strength. Whereas you get players like me, for example, who we did the pro youth system all the time, went full time, and now, you know, back down to kind of junior football, which I like yeah. because I enjoy, I do enjoy it, and I like the standard, and it is good, but Aye. you just kind of wonder, like, what happens when something does go wrong, how do folk deal with it, because everyone is different, yeah. so okay. some people will take it as, I want to prove people wrong, yeah. but other people will kind of react as in, oh, like, it's the end of the world, Aye. and you don't see them again. And they come and follow out the game, which is a shame because no, it shouldn't definitely. be like that. So yeah. as we said, I do think a bit more needs to be done in the psychology kind of terms Aye. of young footballers because I think, like I think folk think like oh football like oh it's easy like it's a great game like you're so lucky, but no one yeah. realizes the sacrifices that actually go into football. Like yeah. going through, I mean many many a sacrifice as I say, performing school, leaving my pals to go to another school yeah. for football, signing for Kamala, like my Friday nights, my Saturday nights, you know, sitting in. When all my pals were out drinking, going out for food, whatever, because I had football. Aye. No one sees that side of it. Yeah, and then when aye. it gets to a certain age, it all kind of hits you. Mm-hmm. So it is difficult. It is difficult. But certainly there's more to a football than what meets the, you know, the eye to some people. Aye. Was there any sort of system in place or, or any support for when like you got, like when you had to leave Kamalaka and then there wasn't a new contract on the table? Was there anything support wise offered or was it just a. Yeah, I mean. That, that's you. Listen, I love, I love my time at Kelly and I don't, for one minute, like, like hold any grudges towards anyone or anything. I really enjoyed it and at the end of the day, like, I probably wasn't good enough to make the step up just at that time. Like, the time was probably bad for me as well. Um, but no, it was hard because when the pandemic hit in March, so my contract was up in the end of May, started June, one of the two, <clears throat> and I got a phone call, I remember, in the middle of May, because I was still locked in at this point, and yeah. it was literally, I'd been there since I was... 12 years old, I don't know, years old, whatever it was, and you know, to hear like you're not coming back over a 30 second phone call, yeah. I, it's difficult to hear, and obviously, you do get the, 
you know, if you need anything, we're here kind of thing. But it's, it, I mean, it, I mean, it's difficult. Maybe the circumstances, under yeah. the circumstances, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be hard. It's hard to see the way the world was, obviously. But I mean, I listen. I was, I was really torn up about it. I was because you know it's ten. I keep saying ten. I think it's eight or nine Aye. years of your life. Uh, this kind of not wasted. Obviously, it's not wasted. But you know what I mean. Aye, I mean, it's about. It's almost like what half your life at that stage. Exactly. And all the sacrifices like, you're not made. gone, but like that's it's a huge chunk of your mm. life is taken exactly. up. So and it's to just, not have that. This fucking switch, like I thought, as I said, I thought it said phone call, so it was difficult. But I mean, as I say, I did kind of in the back of my mind, I did almost expect it was going to happen just because I just think my time of command was probably up at that point. Yeah. I'd, I'd been there full time for three seasons, I hadn't really progressed the way I'd wanted to. Yeah. You know, I wasn't really pushing at the door of the first team as much as I would have wanted to be. So, I mean, it was in the back of my mind, and that helped me deal with the initial, you know, like reaction to uh, it, it saw it, it, it coming in a yeah, way like it yeah. wasn't no, it, just I mean, completely out of the blue yeah it wasn't totally out of the blue and it, it did help me deal with that a little bit better but um, I was lucky I, I'm you know me I'm that kind of personality where I'm quite like I do show my emotions so if I was really torn up about it you'd know yeah. whereas other people you know bottle things up and it does become you know a serious problem which is such a shame to some people but I mean I, I felt as if I wanted to prove them wrong so I mean Still here trying to do that, to be fair, uh, but probably, well, probably not going to happen now. But. Well, to be fair, like, you'd imagine, like you say, most folk it probably would have got, like, oh, would yeah. have overcame them yeah, quite yeah. a lot and they would have been struggling to just do anything. But, I mean, you kept staying in professional game with yeah, breaking. Yeah. How, how did that come about? Because that's obviously a bit of a, a, a trek, yes, a bit of a, a, bit of a travel yeah. from, from here. So, just, was that, did you find it different? Obviously, always kind of playing somewhat locally yeah. how is that then just playing because I'm getting that I'm guessing that's completely new group of players you've gone to play with your pals yeah. to then just yeah. senior football weird, mate. playing with what you've never seen before how was that weird mate <laughs> really weird oh, mate, aye, it was was it, how, how was the life different obviously Ke- Kelly's a bigger, bigger club yeah. and you've always sort of mainly been in the youth system yeah. how did you was there a big sort of contrast between just the clubs in general, or was it, it was, the sort of daily life pretty similar? Oh, I mean, it was kind of my first taste of, as I say, first team football. So I'd been involved with the command of first team before. I'd, you know, been to away to trips and been squads and stuff like that. So I had that kind of rough idea, but I never actually played Aye. in a first team like I had with them. So, oh, it was different, mate. Like, obviously, different league, you know, different set of boys, as you say, Aye. different experience. Did I enjoy it? I, I did enjoy it. Obviously, team struggled, which... When you're getting hard. beat, mate, it's yeah. hard to enjoy football when you're losing anyway, no. do you know what I mean? It's, no matter who you play, no matter where you're doing your local pitch, you're playing the Champions League, if you're getting beat, you're, it's hard to enjoy it. Yeah. But nah, as I say, it was one of the ones, it was, it was enjoyable. The travelling, that probably wasn't great for me, especially my first year at uni as well, so kind of, the travelling kind of hindered me a little bit with that as well, so like, it wasn't great, but you know, I probably enjoyed my football more now, which is the main thing, touching back on what we were talking about there, when maybe you do take a little bit of a a knockback by, you know, a club, you know, get released or whatever happens. Yeah. I think the main thing, no matter what age you whether you're 10 years old or 25 years old, is going back and enjoying your football. Yeah. Because I think that's the main thing, playing with a smile on your face. Like, yeah. it's, it sound, it sounds easy and basic, but it makes the world a difference. You'll be the same now, you've been playing the now, you probably yeah, enjoy yeah. it more than you've ever enjoyed playing elsewhere. That's yeah. like me and now, I'm back playing with true and enjoying my football with a good bunch of boys. and. I think you speak to many players, I think that's the main thing these days is, is enjoying your football because you can become a chore. As I say, it's not uh, as enjoyable as sometimes it meets the eye. Uh, no, well, I mean, obviously, like, I've, I've dealt with a lot of kids coaching stuff and, you know, like when you're speaking to an eight-year-old, the, the aspirations are always going to be, I want to be a footballer, which obviously you get, but 
I've now, well, you have been on here, we've had three sort of footballers with you, Josh Edwards, and Matt Shankton. Right. All three of you have at some point come out to your system and, and played at what would be seen as a low level. Mm-hmm. And all three of you have said, yeah, I've actually enjoyed that level of football more. So it shows that it's not just about making it in it like unless you become a professional doesn't just mean you're a failure automatically they can still enjoy playing football it doesn't matter like you say it doesn't matter if you're playing amateur or boys clubs and like you say with me the now like i took for people that don't know i took what was it was like 18 months maybe mm-hmm. two years or so mm-hmm. out of football yeah um playing um i played with chris house for nine years or what you say so like, play, like similar to you a big chunk of my life was then just sort of gone yeah, I just, just feel like I love it to be fair, but then I'm back playing now. I'm not just a local team, and it's like it's like playing a new sport. It's mm. completely different. Um, new, new group of players. It's just it's, it's a lot more enjoyable, and obviously I was still boys club at the time. But when we were at Christmas, it was very much need to win every game. Mm. A lot of pressure to yeah, win. Whereas now, of course, you want to win and you want to you want to work hard and you want to actually play well. There's no point playing if you don't want to have some sort of ambition, mm. but not that constant pressure that comes with being at an academy or being in the first team it does actually make it a wee bit more enjoyable and it can actually can actually breed that so what yeah. do, do you think like so as you say like we've both been through times we've been really unmotivated with football right? you probably know more about this than me but like, what would you almost suggest what would be your kind of advice to somebody who was really unmotivated for football lost a conference shot a conference like what do you what do you what how do you think you can deal with that is what I'm thinking because yeah, I'll, be, I'll be very dependent on to be fair where they're at yeah. sort of club wise because like you say if you're at a, if you're at a pro youth team your sort of coping method is going to be a wee bit different to mm-hmm. be, being at a more um, amateur level or a boys club but if someone's in the, in the like, system of, of an academy or a, or a pro youth club or a, a top boys club I, I would definitely say just sort of like strip it back to basics almost yeah. what I would say in the gym as well is like don't try and start overcomplicating things I see it all the time I mean especially when I see it in the gym but it's starting to translate more into like everything now is like just starting trying to do like for a gym example would be like like a fat loss pill and trying like weird training yeah, methods. Yeah, a lot like, of things like that going on. I mean, if you if you're going into football training, like I see folk going into training with like uh, like sweat jackets or like that. I'm like, you're not gonna enjoy that yeah. anymore. Trying to like do this, like, you need to actually just think right. Why am I actually playing football? Mm-hmm. Uh, is it to enjoy it or is it like? to make it if it is then like, if, if your goal and your sole ambition is to be a professional footballer mm-hmm. you better be prepared to deal with low patches and, yeah. and just fight through it because if you don't you, you've almost got no chance everyone I know that's sort of signed professional or had a chance professionally has had areas of their career up to that point where yeah. they struggled so unless you are really committed and really determined which very few people are you're going to need to sort of strip it back a wee bit. Right. Everyone's going to go through setbacks. So you go through oh, highs and lows. Absolutely. And no matter what, you, any workplace you go through yeah, highs and lows. I think sometimes football just gets kind of almost dismissed sometimes just because folk don't understand it. Actually, yeah. a lot does go into it. But as you say, like, I think going back to basics and just, I think for me, it's like having more self-belief. Like the amount of folk that do go through bad patches and do go through, you know, negative whatever, and then they just they totally lose their confidence. Like yeah. if I I don't have any regrets when I played the Kamalak and that. I don't I don't because I did work hard, I did try my best and I say I probably just come up with a bit short in the end. Which is yeah. is probably I the, mean, like, there's not there's the no shame maybe. in that either. No, no, I mean, not how many folk no, are, I, I, I say uh, that all the time. Like, yeah, it's definitely but I think the thing for me is like the one thing I maybe do almost regret is just like being a more 
confident in myself, like confident in my ability because like you're you're at clubs and you're you play football because you're obviously a good player, like do you know what yeah. I mean? And I wish just wish I had a bit more self belief and that goes for any level of player. Oh no mate. Have having confidence like, yeah. like on obviously it's all gonna translate to on the pitch, but like there's a difference between being confident if you receive a pass and then looking for a pass right. and just being confident in general. If you step onto the pitch worrying about what's mm. gonna happen and thinking like like if you were saying like when you're fighting for relegation that would be breaking like if you, if you I'd imagine throughout the full score that if you're just stepping onto the pitch and everyone's thinking we, we've over. lost like three in a row that was, that was like, happen, it's yeah. going to be it's going to be a struggle whatever you do mm-hmm. so like but the only thing that will, will change that around like you say is just having a wee bit of confidence and going into games with, with no fear and thinking just like like we're here we, we deserve to be playing here and we deserve to be individuals deserve to be part of this team that like mm. we've actually put in the work to get here so yeah. uh, like you, you do need a bit, a bit of self-belief whatever you're doing and then, I mean it's the same with younger players as well you, I see often when I'm, I'm coaching teams that are coaching individuals specifically which one-to-one coaching has highlighted that a lot of young players struggle with confidence and they're just like they'll go into teams and when you're playing with, with when the younger guys have played so like the best player gets the ball dribbles with the ball mm. does everything shoots mm. tackles chases down they do it all and then some players it just completely destroys them confidence wise you can see that so if, if there's sort of coaches listening or that a wee sort of word of warning would be don't just let like mm-hmm. don't let everyone just sneak under the radar that isn't the best player because like, like you say like Josh uh, for me is obviously the, the prime example somebody that's gone on to, to make a career of football and mm-hmm. he was never someone that you looked at would have looked at at that age and was like Nah, Bullying people out the way. It's, it's, attitude. Yeah, it's, it's very rare that those players kick on from there because, mm. like we touched on earlier, if they get to 15, 16 and everyone catches up and they're no longer the star of the show, exactly. How many it, folks that they can crumble so quickly. So, many that's so nah, I'd, I'd say it's, it's so important that like young players and sort of. I think that, I think, like touching back on that as well, I think another thing from, I wish from a younger age. That I invested more time into one on one 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 to ones, one to ones, because by the way, the like some of the stuff that goes into one one to ones are amazing. Uh, like obviously, just started doing them with, our, with ourselves and now. Uh, obviously, get Logan and Cammy to do it as well. It, like, I think if you want to have your confidence, one a one to one is the best thing to do. See, sometimes yeah. you need just like you, a coach, and a bag of balls, a wee uh, bit of dribble, a wee bit of shooting. Sometimes that's your way of getting away for something, or you know anything, just a bit of enjoyment. Yeah, I wish I wish I did as a player, invest more time into seeing someone just for a one-to-one, for a bit of football, a wee bit of extra training. Like, for because obviously it's extra training, so you're going to improve as a player. I think the enjoyment is the main thing. I think that you enjoy it because you wouldn't go if you didn't enjoy it. And the third one is just, as that wee escape as well, just getting that bit of extra training in because it's something that I look at now and I love doing it. I love doing it because I just love getting one-to-one with boys and just seeing them enjoy it, seeing them just bust bust in every shot and have a wee smile on their face. Just that, just Aye. that's that simple. Literally no. that simple. Definitely. And I wish when I was that age, I'd just done that a little bit more because sometimes, you know, as you say, you can go to football training with your team, with your club, and you're lucky if you touch the ball maybe 10, 20 times. Yeah, no. You know, it's like you no, do a pass to a pro and you, then you're at the end of the queue, the next person passes. Whereas I want it, one, it's all about you. So Aye. it's all about you. Aye. It's all fast. You get an hour of pure football, which I, lo- I love doing as a coach and I'm, guarantee I would love doing it as a player as well. Aye, no, it's it's hard. Like obviously like my, my uni course has sort of been a, a good eye opener for me in terms of being a, a youth football coach because when we're delivering sort of group sessions as 
Uh, I mean, you, I'm guessing you want to see it as much with boys' clubs, but when I'm taking sort of boys' clubs and that, you can have groups, 15, 16 kids, one coach. There's no way you're going to be able to focus on exactly. on one, one exactly. player within that group, like, no matter what the theme is or what you're doing, you can have the best drill in the world, but no if way. you've got a group of like 12 boys, even if you've got a smaller group of 6 to 8, like, it's still going to be hard to focus on them and then... Like I say, if you if you're a wee guy that's struggling struggling for confidence for whatever reason, there's a million reasons why that could be. If you're a wee guy struggling for confidence and you're sort of hiding in the game, that's not going to promote you mm. getting a touch of the ball. But one, having a one to one session, even if it was like one session, so many benefits to it, man. Yeah, so many benefits. Oh, like, like the like standard level of training you're getting as well. Yeah. Obviously, it's going to be a great standard of training, good level of training, extra training. You need to make that step yeah. to improve yourself as a player. And as we've touched on, there's so many other benefits, just mentally, socially, everything. And I think it's it's massive. I've found, to be honest, that obviously, I think, because it's obviously a, a relatively new concept as well. I don't exactly. think there's it's, much it's, of it going around. It's very new to me, and obviously, I'm, it's just wasn't until, you know, the, maybe the latter stages of my time at Kamalik or before I started my uni that I started to realise that, you know, coaching one-to-one is massive like, yeah. there's so many benefits and obviously getting stuck in you and Carrie and Logan I love it and they, they love it and I learn off them they learn off me they learn off the kids the kids learn off you I, I, I think it's just a cycle of just enjoyment good standard of coaching and benefit, like, benefits so much I think yeah, I, just, no, I wish I knew for a younger age no, definitely. I mean just just the whole personalised experience obviously like being a PT like have been one-to-one with someone in the gym for an hour it's so different to taking a class mm-hmm. and taking a spin class or whatever you, you begin to learn more about the person in the gym and it's the exact same with taking a football one-to-one yeah. like if you've got a player in a group of 12 or whatever and they've got a really poor weak foot or whatever it might be mm-hmm. that you're gonna it's gonna be hard to one sort of see it initially and actually notify it because you're trying to actually keep track of everyone uh, and then two to actually develop it and improve it because you can't just focus all your efforts mm-hmm. on one person so having that one to one hour whatever it is 45 minutes whatever it might be to actually then just like you, you just you pick things up mm-hmm. as a coach so so much quicker and you can see if you're doing a, a even a basic drill with somebody you yep. can pick things up and just slight areas where they need to improve that you know group sessions just okay. don't so I facilitate for it all just due to the, the numbers and stuff but I forget, I forget some football's a simple game man it is like at the end of the day it's a game like nah. we spoke a lot about like, youth academies and what I've done and all that and that, that's fine but see even like just grassroots boys club level like football's a game that should be enjoyed yeah and sometimes we get away from that as, as coaches we can be guilty of it as well sometimes you know I mean you know as we say going for wanting to win a game or whatever but football's it should be enjoyed and something like going for a one-to-ones and going to summer camps October camps what we've done it's all enjoyment. It's yeah, all fun. Absolutely. It's all football based, game related, which is perfect. Which is what you want as a player. And as I say, if I had that at that age, I would hundred percent be investing my time in it because I think that is the way forward for young footballs. No, I think when sort of one to one and just sort of private football coaching was introduced, I think that the perception was always from parents and from schools and just clubs in general was always oh it's about performance and mm-hmm. if you're the best player you go and you get additional coaching and then you become an even better player yeah, but yeah. what I've found since getting involved is actually a lot of it is about it's not even about you know the top players it's actually about just promoting like you say promoting enjoyment just enjoying and actually football. just enjoying football man yeah just, just playing with a smile on your face yeah, like the yeah. amount of times 
I come and see you guys doing one-to-one sessions and the wee guys actually loving it. Enjoy it. And it's like, it doesn't mean, like, they're not necessarily the best player no. and it's not necessarily the most technical, you know, it's not the most challenging session, session yeah, in, yeah. in terms of, you know, they, they don't need to be doing stuff that no other boy their age can be doing. Yep. But what they're actually doing is getting plenty of touches of the ball, yes. getting support and encouragement for you guys and it just, it's a great environment to be in and I, I love coming and watching mm-hmm. the one-to-one sessions and stuff to be fair because like obviously the stuff I do in the gym is great but it's just dealing with youngsters and seeing them with a smile on their face mm-hmm. is just it's rewarding as a coach to, to see that Definitely. because like I say like it can get lost sometimes with mm-hmm. aspirations of, of coaches and I see it a lot to be fair with, with boys club and the younger ages coaches just like playing to win and you have to win and like obviously I get that the enjoyment gets lost in it yeah I'm a very competitive guy myself I, and know, I, I exactly. understand it to be, yeah. but the, like you say like at all levels no matter what level you're at you must enjoy it like mm-hmm. if you're, you said if you're playing professional and losing every game yeah. it's no fun and you're, you're not, you're not going to want to do it yeah. you're not going to have a passion for it so enjoyment all the time is yeah, just like, it's key me, for sure me and you are the exact same we've played football for many years because like when you don't enjoy a session, like, there's generally nothing worse, is yeah, it? Yeah, nah. So, it, 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 it can ruin your day. Exactly. Ruin your I day try to base, when I'm coaching, I obviously still very new to it and learn all the time. But when I do my, plan my session and take my sessions, I always try to relate back to, would I enjoy this? Yeah. Would I enjoy that as a player? Because I think that's the main thing. Because, I mean, if it was different, but when it, certainly my play, and you'll be the same probably. When you enjoy the session, it's nothing better. Yeah, no. Every session's got to be enjoyable. Like, yes, there yeah. can be things that, like, Obviously, you need to do some things about a shape, maybe about tactics or something, depending on the level you're at. Yeah. But I think enjoyment is just it's so overlooked sometimes, and that's coming through an academy and stuff. I think it does get it does get lost sometimes. Yeah. Enjoy just enjoying playing. Aye, like for the Massive. for the most part, like you know, ninety five probably more than that percent of people that start playing football at a young age will not get to a stage where things like shaping and that yeah, exactly. are going to play a major role. Mm. What they do anyway. So if if that's always just ingrained from a young age and then they get to the teenage years and like you say when you're actually competing for things like mm. Scottish Cups and leagues and that you realise that you know most of it is about enjoyment and you don't need to be you know this re- you don't need to have this regimented approach to, to training and you can actually be more creative and enjoy yourself and it's something that I've learned that just letting players express themselves can, yeah. it can, can be so sort of beneficial to them in terms of building confidence and things whereas if you've got a very sort of closed drill and, and you are dictating them exactly what to do they can mm-hmm. not sort of be frightened but they'll, they'll come into their shell a bit and they'll just become robotic with yep. that yeah this is what I'm doing and I'm not allowed to do anything else and that's me but I'm still having a bit of creativity yep. I think that's where to be honest Scottish football as a whole can sort of lack to be fair and in terms of letting players just express themselves and uh-huh. playing their yeah, it's easy players to come into robots just become robots do yeah. this do that do this do that let them play, man. Especially yeah. under the age of, you know, sixteen. See that youth, that youth age. Let them yeah. play. No, let them enjoy their football, man. Let them tackle each other and run about and nail each other and get bloody noses and skin knees. Like, do you know no, what I mean? Like, just I let them enjoy the game. I think it's, it gets talked about a lot now. To be fair, I think there is a lot of things trying to be done for the younger players, the grassroots levels and stuff yeah. now. But I think under that age, that youth age, I think let them play, yeah. let them express themselves, let them have that freedom, because you go into youth academies, you go into, as you say, boys clubs that want to win things, and everyone just becomes a robot. Yeah. Right, we'll do this, Absolutely. right, we'll do that, you'll do that, You have, this is your position, this is where you'll play. That's another thing, like, like, 
I feel as if I kind of walked into playing a position I don't think I should have played. Mate, that, that's you know what I mean? And that's the amount of times I've seen players, yeah. centre mids, uh-huh. wingers come in and end up playing. Would you yeah, end up I playing fullback? I fullback, I played. Like, and I, honestly, we, we go to play the school. So me and you would play the school team. And I'd play left wing, striker, <laughs> behind the striker, be running about, trying up make folk and shooting. Never go in, mind you. But I'd always yeah, be trying to shoot. Shooting, I'm probably hopeless, but that's what I wanted to play. And that's what I was probably quite decent at because I was fast, I was this. Yeah. But then you go to Kelly, it's like, well, you'll play football and you'll play here and play that. Did yeah. so that happen all the time? Because I have heard a few stories about folk that are like, Youth. even folk that are like centre backs have had going in and then starting playing up that's, front. That's the thing about youth. That's the about youth carries, mate. Sometimes you can, you can become a robot. And I mean, listen, youth carries are great because it gives you a chance to play a professional team with the best coach and with the best. But sometimes I do think that it can be a bit destructive. Especially at young age, but it's maybe when you get to the 17, 18, you need to find your position. Yeah, you, no. you know what I mean? You need to find your position and become, you know, a player that's going to benefit the team. Yeah, no. But I think it just at young ages, I think they should just play the game. Yeah. They should just enjoy playing the game. They should be allowed to have freedom and express themselves. And that's probably the main thing that I think when I'm coaching, especially younger ages, is letting them express themselves. Because, oh, you know, who am I to tell... We 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 Davy where he's playing. You know what no. I mean? Who am I to say no. that's his best position? I no. mean, it could be when he's older, or it could be somewhere else. Yeah, no, like, it, and it's it's hard as well because, like you say, you like there'd be no point as a, as a youth coach in a boys' club or whatever. I I don't personally think anyway. Giving someone a position at like seven or eight years old and saying that yep, you are a defender because oh, there's a high chance. Nonsense, like, man. Just nonsense. said that you could be a defender from eight to thirteen, be average. At thirteen, you grow a lot. Huh? An academy fancies you, and you're like, oh yeah, you're a you're a left winger. You know what the worst is? You play centre half. You you you're mate. bigger than Dells. Play centre half. You're yeah. wee, so you play in the wing. That is rubbish, man. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. we like that's an honest. It infuriates me seeing it quite oh, a lot. Mate. To be honest, boys are too wee to play in the academy. Like that's another one. Aye. Like I'm telling an eleven year old he's too small, so he's getting released. Yeah. See, seventeen, he might be the biggest boy in the team, the best boy in the team, but yeah. you get to about eleven, he wasn't good enough. Yeah. That's what we're talking about again. How it hits their confidence, like. Someone could be told they're too weird at least for whatever club. And then, ah, do I play again for my mum? Yeah. No. That, boy, that boy could have ended up playing me. A first team. No. Yeah. I, and I think that the, the, the complete opposite to that is true as well. Like you, you, if you're huge at 11 or 12, the high chance you'll be regarded, if you're decent on the ball or whatever, mm-hmm. you'll be regarded as one of the best players yeah. there. Yeah, and then you could hit 15, 16. Catch up on you. Everyone catches up and the confidence crashed. But to be fair, it was quite similar to what happened mm-hmm. to me. Like when you're talking P... P P6, P7, first year. I, I was like miles bigger yeah, than yeah. everybody else, height wise. Uh, I was filling out and it was like, that was like when, to be fair, I had the chance to come, come out looking at myself mm-hmm. and when we were winning like, the Scottish Cup Aye. and we were, we were doing well. It was when I was still bigger than everybody else, but when we turned like 16, 17, it was probably a big reason as to why I ended up falling out with it because I was never the most technically gifted Bless still far from me and you both me honestly <laughs> <laughs> me and you at a game at two touch that'd be interesting oh, <laughs> 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 no, I was like I'd caught up and it was like well I'm not the player I actually thought I was and, 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 and the confidence drops so it, it's hard and I think it's something but it's probably worldwide but I say Scotland especially yeah. it's something that must it must be sorry that I don't have a perfect solution to 100%. it but it's, it's something that needs to be so I iron out or just create a, a a way for just not to be this culture about like you say, especially the the, the small players, it's that something I feel I feel I feel sort of guilty for just being involved in the system at all is 
just young players and, and young players just dropping out of the game yeah. like, falling out of love that's the main because, thing for me and the thing is usually actually like one person or one coach has the say like it's not like everyone will think it there'll be players released and you know the general consensus will be he's actually a good player mm-hmm. what's he doing but one coach will have an opinion but like, nah he, he bullied a couple of weeks ago away to opinions. Rangers like, and, and he's done do you know what I mean Football's all opinions, mate. Never let some like one person's opinion define who you are. Do you know what I mean? That no. goes for any, any work of life. No. That you do that in Absolutely. any workplace, any anywhere. Like never let one person tell you what what's right, and what's wrong. So I think with football, we, as you say, one person's opinion can shatter a boy's confidence, can shatter everything. But I think this is the culture we have, as you say. No. It's just a culture in Scotland where he's too wee or he's he's not good enough and he's not this and he's not. It does happen, as we we've spoke about. If you're going to play football, we're going to get setbacks. We're going to get you yeah. know ups and downs and blah 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 yeah, but sometimes it is hard to deal with because some people deal with things differently and we all know that but I mean it is that culture we have where I think at that age especially just let them let them play and let them be their own people Aye. And and I to be fair like we've touched on the benefits of one-to-one coaching that, but I think that's something that will help combat that slightly and this, is, this will be the first sort of wave of players now coming through that have had that sort of experience and it will it'll breed confidence in, mm-hmm. in the players that maybe have been released from academies and it might be them that then come to someone like us that, you know, can, can give them almost like an arm around the shoulder and say, like, it's not all about, like, the amount of players that get released for, for academies or, or maybe just take massive drops in confidence. Like, Aye. it's not the end of the world. Like, no. more often than not, people rebound, but especially when you're at that age, like, it's going to be, if you get told you're, you're let go or whatever, especially if it's for, for something like it's out with your out control, with control and it's yeah. it's not just a, a solely technical thing and a lot of it is genetics and luck and just the timing of it I think timing's a huge one the amount of boys I know that um, or, I've been sort of released from academies and then a couple of years later you think oh, I'd probably, probably stand a good chance of getting in the team that's now like, it's just that's like, like me like, I'll, listen, I, I've said like two or three times already like, I, I don't think I was ready to be in command first team I wasn't ready and I was yeah. probably right for the release at the time uh, but like I do think about that. So when I played, when I my two years at command, when I probably done the best, when I was probably not pushing ish towards the first team. Yeah. They finished third and fourth in the league yeah. respectively in the seasons. They'd Greg Taylor left back, so Stephen O'Donnell right back to Scottish internationals. I was never pushing them with the team. No matter how good I was, I was never pushing them with the team. That and now hard, you see, two three years down the line, Kelly's now in the championship, and you wonder like if maybe you know I was in that same situation three years later. Could things have been differently, but yeah, I mean, no, hindsight's a, a wonderful thing, isn't it? But no. you do wonder. And there's nothing you control about that. Yeah, control, exactly. like you said, that you could have been, you, like you said, that you'd wish you enjoyed it. And that sometimes a wee bit more, but yeah, like, if yeah. you were in that position and you were actually, you, you enjoyed it even less, and you were pushing, you were really committed. Like you say, there's a, a very low chance unless there's injuries or something. It's all not all luck and timing, but a big part and of that was massive. There's luck and massive. timing, like, but like you say, that there'll be players now coming through that. Like, without a doubt, we'll probably get a chance yeah, that yeah. I'm not at a technical ability or like as good a, a, as a well-rounded player as other people say, were. As, as other people were that yeah. your age or, or, or like similar. Imagine there's a few people that would like in your scenario at mm-hmm. that time that were just decent players and could probably get a game yeah, mate, for for most clubs, loads, but just yeah. the way Kelly was at the time. Then yeah, I played the many players. You think oh, they could they could have made it they they're good enough to make it and then as you say yeah. they get released and the timing's bad they don't get that luck they don't play 
you know, play well in front of the right people. I think that's yeah, the main no. thing. Play well in front of the right person is great because if someone watches you, you have a good game, then you know you're in their thoughts, you're in their head. Yeah. And, uh, and you see, you know, players as well that have dropped out the game and dropped in the league in the levels. Whereas if, as we say, if they had that wee bit of luck or they didn't have that timing where maybe it was, you know, a new manager coming in or whatever, you know, things could have been different. I think, I think that's just another point about, like, sort of confidence and self-belief is, like, that's a big don't point. let things like that really get to you because mm-hmm. uh, if, like you say, there's players, without a doubt, I know for a fact there's players that are good enough and have had the ability and, and had everything apart from maybe the physicality or whatever at a certain time but they've made it back and they were good enough but just the timing and life wasn't on their side and it happens so like you can't let it you can't let it get to you because there's so many people that that happens to and fall into that bracket and it's just it's just part of it Mm. to be honest in it and like you can't if you sit and let like beat yourself up about it and let it sort of overwhelm you then like, you're gonna struggle in life in general, I think, because it's just like you said earlier, like it, it translates onto everything. Like if you've got the ability to kind of come back and, and rebound a wee bit, mm. like when you get like didn't get kept on at Kelly and, and contract like that, could you could have very easily have said yeah, nah, yeah, that's me. Just sack I mean, it goes through your head, of course it does. I mean, the amount of folk now that it's see, see when you look to be fair, at folk that I know that have played with Kelly or have played at Air or been in the system. Mm-hmm. It's a handful that still, that still play, play football. Yeah. Never mind play at an academy or play first team, just play football full stop. Yeah. Like it could overwhelm so many folk. But those that do stick at it, like you're if you're there originally, you're there for a reason. Yeah. You've got something about you that, that makes you stand out. Yeah. So you can't just completely chuck everything. See, I see exactly what you're saying there. On the flight like we've spoke today, I hear about, you know, football and you know, like having that self belief to come back, but See, at the end of the day, as much as we all love football, football's not everything. No, it's not absolutely. at all. Like, having that blend of, yeah, football, and, but and obviously having that blend of, like, enjoying yourself, seeing your friends, your family, you know, or having other things in the pipeline. Like, look at me, like, I was full time for three years, COVID hit, and I had no idea what I wanted to do. I was lucky I had an interest in coaching, Aye. and I got stuck into that because of my interests, because, you know, as I said, I'd had so many different coaches, so many different styles of coaching that I liked and I enjoyed Aye. into that, so I've now bought into that, and now I'm you know, as I say, still learning every day, but really enjoying my coaching. Yeah. Um, but having, you know, maybe that backup that football's not always the be all and end all, no matter yeah. what level you're at, even no, playing, no, like as absolutely. I play my professional club, like at the drop of your hand, things can change, injuries, people's opinion, loads of different things can change. So having that backup and enjoy, enjoying your life as well, like football, yeah, no. football, we love football because it's an escape for things and it's the game we love, but it's not always, it's not be all and end all. If you don't, no, enjoy, right. your, you don't enjoy your football, then don't play like don't no, I mean, definitely like, if, like you say like there's spells almost with everyone's football life whether it's playing career as a fan coach whatever uh-huh. where like you, you'll go through bad spells of losing a run of games or if you're a coach you might have a few sessions where like Christ mm-hmm. these last few sessions like the boys haven't reacted well yeah, yeah. or like the, I've been hopeless like, <laughs> yeah like, like and it can completely knock you and, and yeah. like if you don't actually sit and sort of think here like it's not actually everything like if you like there's more to life than just getting completely sucked in because it can it can overwhelm you and if you start letting that sort of affect you Mm -hmm. out with football that's when i think it can get a wee bit a wee bit a wee bit dodgy like if you're if you're like it's understandable obviously if you get beaten a game or whatever maybe 
for a wee bit after you might feel yeah. a bit groggy but if you then just start letting that completely overwhelm you and that's like your week and stuff it's yeah that's when you know it's a problem yeah as you say you took well that 18 months two years out but looking back now that probably done you a really Mate, bad, one, like, one of the best things that yeah it's probably done you really it good. must have been about a year even more than that probably a year or so before i actually quit i was thinking it's good for your head i i, I, want, to, I want to quit and there's so many times i looked at going to different teams and like I was just a bit me was thinking I was still sort of hanging on to that uh, sort of fake confidence that I had when I was like 14, Dream 15 almost like yeah, yeah it was just like I mean, in reality like you, like you were saying when you were at Kelly like there's a bit of you that was thinking yeah like probably not mm-hmm. plausible like mm-hmm. I was trying to just nullify that as much as possible and just say I, I just need to keep playing just, just in case yourself, but yeah. it did just get to a point towards the end where it was just wasn't enjoyable and even, yeah, even though I was on the boys club like it was still felt like it was just missing out on other things because you get to a stage where available. like I had obviously work stuff and then I started uni as well and it was like life just kind of gets in the way and you need to start making you need to start choosing your priorities and you need to pick wisely because if you don't like it's one of the best things I've done ever now because I think if I just started sacrificing work or whatever I'd never be in the situation I'm in now but yeah, yeah. there's also very little chance that I would have made anything from that anyway mm-hmm. so taking the couple of years out that did is one of the best things I've ever did and I don't be scared to do that either if like you were thinking about that to anyone like yeah. if, if you're not fully enjoying something like you're not giving in by just taking a step back it's not to be on end though no, never is no, absolutely. never is so. and, and mate there's more to get into as well like recently like golf mate Oh, yeah, I've played golf properly. <laughs> Mate, I'm fade thrown, right? Like, and I, you could fling a tennis ball from my house to a golf course. Aye. And I've never stepped really. foot in a golf Mate, course. Mate, you need to, like, never just get, get into that recently. Like, I'm still playing football now, obviously, but, like, but just everyone I talk give, to give you a it. chance to, like, try something new. And I, I would never have played golf if I hadn't stopped playing football. Because I was like, just something else to do. Just, like, I'm not taking that so seriously. Like, I know for a fact I'm not going to make it in Aye. golf, so... It just just given other things I go so as well. Saying about that we escape sometimes, man. Just yeah, like mate, whether it's work, school, uni, and just like a wee I work too, you know, driving range, few holes, like yeah. we kicked in the park with your pals, football and that. Yeah. The we escape thing my, makes yeah. a difference. My, my my biggest thing for that will be hill walking. Ah, you mate. you're really loving that, yeah. I love it as well. You when you're driving your couple of times to do things and that, ah. like just even wee stops fucking yeah, just, to the beach and that. Just going like out. And the explore, mate, explore and just going in nature and just yeah. going to like you don't need to go do a bit of nervous, but just going to like we've been to like Tunbury and that and just yeah. been along the coast. Yeah. That, um Maidens. Maidens. Yeah. Like, just going and like seeing different Bandage places and man. just like getting out and just being active. You don't need to be striving to be a professional in something yeah. like Especially this day, like playing time that we're in the new with the COVID and you know being locked up for so long and everything just getting out and doing that wee bit of activity is no. massive like you talk about it a lot in your your podcast and your channel and your Instagram and that about just getting that wee bit of escape and doing something you enjoy as you say you're, like, you're walking in your golf that's the exact same for me like just oh, probably just I'm the same just like getting out for a wee like me and my pals go down the park with a football and just put a ball about or go on a walk yeah, and a yeah. stomp up somewhere like yeah. but you don't, need, you don't need to have it's, it's good obviously in some aspects to have like a big goal and like in the gym I advocate it a lot to stay sort of on track and yeah. at it but in general sort of life like you don't need to have major aspirations to 
become a like you don't need to want to be, run a marathon to be able to just go and, and go a jog or that's you, only you that does that you know, it's just, just when you're a mental <laughs> like me. two marathons in one day yeah. <laughs> two and a half two and a half there we go I know. I think but, that, it's like do you know what I mean like you don't need to have things like that if, if you do then if you're a bit like me and you're a bit mental with yeah. like you know all power to you and you, you get completely different benefits out of that and then you start to obviously when you get more serious then to you start mm. looking at serious health benefits and changing your physique and all that but as a general rule of thumb for most people like if you're not enjoying a sport exactly or, or an activity yeah. Sack it off. Goes exactly back to what we <laughs> said about being about football. Like first and foremost, you need that enjoyment. If you don't enjoy it, then it's, it's pointless doing it. But that's the same for anything, isn't it? Like generally, as the basis for everything is enjoyment. Oh, Get into a stage where you enjoy it, and then as you said, you can start building yourself up. So if you like going to the gym, like go to the gym until you enjoy it. Then once you start enjoying it, you can maybe you know invest in a PT and start seeing improvements. Blah blah. blah. Same with anything. Oh, start increasing your distance and run and a walk. You know, yeah. just find that basis of enjoyment. To be fair, mate, is massive. For the most part, you'll find. See if you find something you do enjoy, mm. you'll find that you then want to start doing that. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. got into me with running. I was like, it was to be fair, it was like that initially. Me and you both, mate, we were out all the time, man, running. Yeah, Strava like, and that all the time, like send each other. Yeah, mate, it was like when 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 I left when I left football, I ended up to be fair. Start, start, started my journey as a PT to be honest but it was like left football had nothing to then replace that in terms of sort of activity wise right, exactly. so then running was very much a, a big part of what sort of got me back into fitness in general yeah, was, was going park runs and stuff and just doing it for enjoyment and then like I say if you find something you enjoy there's a high chance you probably will then start to find clubs or find like-minded people that yourself, want yeah. to sort of do similar things to you and, and you find people around that like w- w- like f- I mean for me big example obviously is going to the gym like mm-hmm. when you, you start thinking yeah I kind of want to go to the gym like you find people that also want to go to the gym and being surrounded by those people, like people that yeah. actually enjoy what you enjoy as well it's not just like we've always played football so we're just going to play football that's very much what it felt like to me at the yeah. end it was like we've just played football so yeah. we're just going to do it because yeah. we've always done it I'm rather than same, having a passion for it and wanting to actually actively do it my last two years with football were the exact same towards the latter stage at Kelly when as I said my progress wasn't really going anywhere like I felt as if I hadn't made much progress in the last two or three years I was kind of just at a standstill almost yeah. and then I was going to break in you know getting beat relegated wasn't really enjoying it like yeah I, to be fair I enjoyed playing and then I started to get dropped and stuff like that didn't enjoy it then just going back to Trin you know, going yeah. to Trin and meeting the right people good players yeah. good coaches just enjoying my football you know yeah. and now I've got a taste for it back and I want to try and you know improve myself as much as possible yeah. and you know see where I can go with it yeah. and that's exactly it's mental how much actually just being in a good environment it can ma- impact massive, you like massive. Ha- having people around you whether it is football with coaches and players or if it's in the gym with a friend a PT or like an instructor that you like like whatever it is just actually being around folk that you want to actively be around mm. and you're not just dragging yourself there just for the sake of doing it like actually being like it doesn't mean that obviously every time you're like guessing every time you're training you're, you're not buzzing to get no involved every time no, but no. like f- as a general sort of like, I do enjoy this feeling like it's what what kept me going to the gym was just mm. always like yeah there's obviously you have days where you don't want to go yeah. and things and like that's always going to happen no yeah. matter what no matter what it is you're doing but like if you've got a passion for something and, and surrounding yourself with people that uh, like people and just the, the place as well like imagine the days in Kelly where because it's such a high pressure environment you're like maybe like I, I can't be bothered every, every day mate, mate, <laughs> I, I, mate honestly, I mate, oh, honestly mate, that, the last year was 
ugh, you know what I'm, you know what I'm like as well, mate. Like a big back. character, mate, yeah. and I'm quite laid back. Like I'll, I'll express the way I feel and yeah, sort of like that. I just remember like going home with my dad and that, and just being like, why, why am I doing this and that? And he's yeah. like, what do you mean? I'm like, I just don't enjoy. It. I can't be bored. I can't be this. I can't be that. He's like, ah. but it was like it was just rubbing off on like everything. Yeah. So I was just coming home. My dad would be like, cleaning up, cleaning dishes. I'm like. So it's like, and it's just like it yeah, rubs yeah, off nah, because that, because of the way it was at the time. I just that probably just came for enjoyment and just as I say, like, I always worked hard. Like I always work hard. That's the way I am. Like I do put it in no matter what like, what I'm doing. My coaching, my football, whatever. I, I worked hard, but like I had to get myself up for it like a lot of times. Yeah. Like, I just couldn't right. motivate myself. And it's not like to me anyway. Obviously, it depends on the individual. But to me, that that's then not worth it in a sense and I think obviously you would have loved to like play first team and then Ugh, I mean, play with Kelly and that but sacrificing like you said coming home and just wanting well, to like, like, bed, not like, having motivation yeah. to do anything else because of football like mm. obviously it's has that effect on you like, like obviously when you're, you're doing it every day it's a, a wee bit different to Sunday just kind of going every couple of nights or mm. whatever but like it, it can still translate into other bits of your life and it's when it's when I would say like you need you need to sort of evaluate why you're doing something and uh, if you do find that you know you're not enjoying it just try different things so that, that, that's something step that, it back yeah I mean that's, that's what I found as well is like if you just go back to your actual core values and it's like what do you enjoy some folk might just find that they don't even like being part of a team and they want to just do something like go to the gym or go and run or mm. go and walk or whatever whereas some folk might love like the team aspect of it mm. just get fed up of football and then they wanted to go and play like badminton with a pal or something and be around easy. people do you know what I mean like, like, I think that, that's what you you obviously stress to the three me Logan and Cammy like just first and foremost is like enjoyment good environment no, like that's the main Definitely. the main thing like yeah we're, we're given good quality coaching and blah 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 but I think the main thing is that environment where the boys are in plays they like no, it's okay. fun for them it's enjoyable and then they're also going to benefit from that you're, no. you're only going to benefit if you enjoy it so yeah. I think that having that and no, what you've obviously stressed to me and it obviously it works. Aye, like you you could have the most like touched on it earlier that you could have the most te- technically advanced session on earth. Right, but if you're a wee, if you're somebody not enjoying it, oh, mate. you're not gonna get any benefit from it. But no mate, honestly ask anyone, no one enjoys like no oh, you're mate. lying if you say you enjoy technical oh, sessions. Mate. Do you know what oh, I mean? Oh, <laughs> anyone says that mate, like, it's, mate, it's, just, it's the same in the gym, like people ask me for meal plans and or can I can you like tell me what to eat for dinner? I'm like, well, I can. Don't give me I can. But no, no because one. You, you won't stick to it, you won't enjoy it. Like, no one enjoys, no one enjoys nice a, a meal plan. Stripping, <laughs> mate, it was good. Like, mate, competition, and if you've got to be on stage and be the leanest you can be, uh, then, aye, right, maybe you I might feel be, you're good in it, you make sacrifices, but if you're just somebody looking to get in shape yeah. and just have a more fulfilling life, yeah. like, being on a restricted meal plan is the worst way mm. to go around it. Like, it, it. But it's mental to me as well how many people sort of seek that and it would be the same in football and things they'll seek sort of regimented yep this is the way to go and then after like a couple of months or whatever they'll be like nah right, what is this what have I signed it's up for it's not like you want to do everything you can yeah, to make man. yourself better like it's the same with anything to be fair and some people yeah. as you say will stick to it and brilliant like yeah. good but they are but the tiniest of proportion yeah, of people as well there's so it. few people that, that will stick to it like even when I'm doing like 75 hard and that they're now like there's so much structure to it that I know I can't even really, yeah. can I just touch on this right now I cannot <laughs> believe you're doing that like oh, what I mean, nah, the, the first one was bad enough 
you done that for <laughs> 75 days and now you've decided you want to do an extra 30 days or whatever it is. Aye. See, to be honest though as well, cool, and it's Honestly. fair play, but... No, nah, see, that, that, that is another thing. So I had a couple of days in between the two. Yeah. So between the first 75 hard and then starting day, the phase one, yeah, day yeah. one. And see, just having two days with no structure felt so weird, mate. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it was the weirdest feeling and almost sort of came as a relief actually having that second one. Uh, like I'm gonna do a full podcast actually explaining that because it was such a weird concept really and the way it happened, but it was like going for. Unfortunately, the end of the podcast actually cut out, so there's ten minutes or so of footage missing uh, from the end of this. But the good news is it is recorded on the video version. So if you head over to the YouTube channel CP Sport and Fitness, you'll be able to see the full rest of the episode there.